0: Everyone I know feels maxed out in their schedules and with the commitments that they already have. And yet we're all living with a rhythm that provides one of the most valuable and recurring opportunities for discipleship in our families. And that's our family dinner. Your family dinner nights can be retooled and repurposed with a new intentionality that will make them more fun, more focused, and a perfect way to naturally engage in discipleship and missional rhythms as a family. All in a way that serves as a model for doing similar things with neighbors and people of peace and those in your community.
1: Welcome to the Everyday Disciple Podcast, where you'll learn how to live with greater intentionality and an integrated faith that naturally fits into every area of life. In other words, discipleship as a lifestyle. This is the stuff your parents, pastors, and seminary professors probably forgot to tell you. And now, here's your host, Cesar Kalinowski.
0: Hey, Heath, what is going on today, man? Another beautiful day in the podcast land. (laughs) Beautiful day. Here we are living in the beautiful Pacific Northwest and in my particular neighborhood that we call Pleasantville. It was beautiful coming over the bridge today, as oh. it always
1: is. I mean, just, you, you Have you ever, ever seen whales?
0: Any? Have you ever seen whales out there? Uh, no, we've done whale watching tours like up north out of Anacortes and stuff, but not here. You know, hear about them. You see them on, You know, it makes the news like, oh, there was whales off the Point Fine Bridge.
1: You I know. know? I'm and, on a, an alert system that I'm supposed to be pinged, and then every time I see it, it's like an yeah, hour late. Yeah, you're like
0: five, six minutes from the bridge, right? Yeah, I'm like, so-
1: I'll just get there and check them out, and <laughs> then they're gone. So I'm like, this, oh, this sucks. Oh,
0: man. I'd love to see a whale. They're my favorite. Me too. Me too.
1: Hey, today's a very special episode of the podcast. We've got your lovely wife, Tina, here. Yep. To help us dig into something that might seem a little obvious at first, or like, isn't everybody else already doing this? But in reality, most people are not eating meals together with any sort of intentionality, even even if they're eating together like as a family. And so I'm kind of curious, why is this mealtime activity so important to the both of you, and something that you guys both teach on and train couples to do, when people are engaging in discipleship as a lifestyle and building communities on mission.
2: That is true. It is kind of my my Ballywick, but I'm always a little shocked and surprised at how few families today really make family meal times happen together. Yeah. And even those meal times, oftentimes they're not really grasping the significance of these daily and weekly rhythms and and how to use that to really disciple their kids and their families and, and learn to live life on mission.
0: Mm. You would think that everybody like lives in a home and must do this, right? Sure. And even Tina and I, we've talked before, we didn't grow up in homes that were Christian, really. I mean, mm. there's some faith kind of around the edges, but certainly not what you'd call a Christian home, certainly not discipleship or mission. But we both grew up where we ate meals sitting at the same table. Sure. But it, sometimes it was like a battle zone, and you just couldn't wait to get away. Can I be excused? Gone, right? You know, clear your plate, you're out of there. So yeah, it's not, and even that though is gone now. And Mm -hmm. so many people, like we just brought on a whole lot of new people coaching and I would say what? mm, Less than half said, we, we eat meals together all the time.
2: Yeah, probably. And I think even wow. those that are eating meals together, it's more like the function of getting food in your stomach. It's not yeah. necessarily a time to connect with one another. And that's yeah. really the important thing. Um, I think God created food and eating. There's a certain amount of intimacy that comes with when you're eating dinner together. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And yeah. and so th- we're, we're missing that prime time to like connect with our kids and each other's hearts. And, yeah. and um, really... Um, get to gospel them through the good and the bad stuff of the day.
0: Hmm. And just have that regular pattern that God's built into our lives this way. Like, there's yeah. a reason. Like, why Why do we get hungry three times a day? Why didn't God just yeah. make it where through the air you just go, hey, you know, I'm gonna have a little dinner now. Well, yeah. oh, I am stuffed. You know, you just breathe yeah. it in, right? But no, there's an aspect. And you can just see it through all through scripture, how important meals are mm-hmm. and Oh, anyway, so yeah, it is a big deal for us, and I think it's going to continue to be as we uh, talk about the obvious, but maybe not so obvious.
1: Yeah, you know what's amazing, too, is I've got uh, my buddy Len Sweet. We've talked about him quite a bit. He actually does a whole study on uh, the retention rate of Christian, uh, Muslim, and Amish families as far as kids who follow in the footsteps of their parents faith-wise. Huh. And Christian is like 40 50%. Uh, Muslim is about the same. Amish are in the high nineties. And what they've contributed that to is that the Amish every night sit around and have a dinner together. And that's where identity is reinforced. Amen. I mean, it all is around the meal. Like it's yep. all around the, the the
0: dinner table. Yep. A, a good friend of ours, he leads a church uh, that's really moving really well and beautifully and uh, towards mission. And that's an old sure. traditional church. They're, he's doing such a great job leading. And, um, they are starting this whole family dinner night thing as a church coming up here in the next huh. in the next month ahead and and it's it's a stepping into the rhythms right yeah. of life that God's given us but in this beautiful powerful way and like you said it it's a big part of how we ground ourselves and each other in our family identity sure. but even bigger than that in our gospel identity so yeah. i love it
1: yeah so what do you two think that families might be missing out on if they're not really truly engaging their family dinner nights in this way
2: You know, the first thing I think is the opportunity to connect with your kids and and just hear like how their days are going in a, a, a time to gospel their hearts like You know, we do a silly little thing called high-low, and a friend of ours, uh, somebody we're coaching, said, oh, we do high-low buffalo, and I was like... We've (laughs) talked about it. Yeah, yeah. so, you know, high, what was the best part of your day? Low, what was the worst part of your day? And then buffalo, like, what was the weirdest part of your day? What you It's the
0: weirdest thing you saw. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. and so,
2: um, but, and it's amazing how just doing that little simple thing gives you the opportunity to celebrate with them Mm -hmm. about the things that went well, and to gospel their hearts about, like, you know, they're hurt when things don't go well, yeah. you know, and why, what was the, what was the gospel issue? You yeah. Know, what was it, really
0: going on? Yeah. yeah. How many families, Christian or not say, you know, well, we don't really talk that much. You yeah. know, my kids, I don't know them that well. They don't really, they don't know me. And then, you know, they said, well, we tried doing that, you know, I went out and made a big meal and the whole thing. And they just sat there in silence and then wanted to look at their phones and go yeah. back to the room. Well, yeah. Cause it, it was never established as a, as a pattern in a way. It's something that's really a connection, yeah. right? It seems more like a penalty. Yeah. (laughs) And so we're going to help with that as we get going. But I absolutely agree, honey. I think a daily chance to reconnect with each other. Now we talk about doing a very special family dinner night. We're not talking about you have to like do a production every night, but, but starting to have regular times like this of Mm -hmm. connection around food, it's built in, it's human, it's God's thing. I think the other thing is the opportunity that it presents to speak and show grace to one another, Hmm. like on a regular basis, right? Family dinners are the perfect time to create and pass on like traditions yep you know and we're big on this team k like we create traditions like we make them up yeah, <laughs> you <cool>. know <laughs> but but because traditions are are carriers they're containers for what we care about hmm. they're carriers for participation memories are made and patterns of trust and character are developed at the table and through traditions and then, as traditions are passed on and entrusted to younger members and new family members, and then people who are from the outside but now are being treated like family when they get to participate in in the the traditions, right? And yeah. you get to speak and show grace, right? Unmerited favor to one another through that—that's huge. You're missing out on that if you're not doing regular meals together. Yep.
2: Yeah, and from a purely psychological, you know, like out, outlook, um, there is such a, a sense. Uh, memory is so key to the sense of smell and mm. taste. Like you you can taste something or smell something and, and you will be transported back to when you're five years old and sitting on your grandma's lap or what, yeah. you know. Um, and so we, I think we're missing out this key opportunity to kind of embed those, especially with the traditions. And let me tell you, and you get kids started on traditions, and they will hold you to those traditions. Oh, they will! You know, they become yeah. very important. And we've yeah. created
0: a whole bunch of new ones with our grandkids. Mm. You know, yeah. and yep. it's, and boy, they're like they're they're on it. They yeah. they don't want to skip these things. But like you were just saying, Tina, the, the the memories and the and the grace that are connected to those traditions, they last long. They mm. la- and they last generationally, as we're yeah, seeing, they do. right? Mm-hmm. As we're seeing, so. Mm-hmm. That's great. Here's something else. I think uh, that meal times and, and family dinner nights give us a way to experience God's provision and His generosity together.
1: Hmm.
0: Right. We talk about rehearsing evidences of grace. Yeah. As we go around our day, either doing high-low buffalo or whatever. But sometimes it's just like, hey, where have you seen God's grace and provision? And so when you're having a good meal and you're enjoying, like, oh, it could be the simplest thing in the world, right? It could even be, it could even be muffin mix turned into pancakes. Right? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that you were just telling us about. Um, it's, it's like, but God's providing this for us and look how generous he is. I mean, we, we, we are eating every day, you know, and by God's grace, we've never missed a meal, yeah, right. Unless we chose to. So, you know, stop thinking you have more important things to do, like, you know, homework or TV shows to catch up on or chores, you mm-hmm. know, stopping to rest and reconnect as a family is modeling your belief that God is good and he's generous to all of us, to yeah. your kids, to us as a family, and sharing a meal together and with others is sharing God's provisions mm. and His generosity with them. You sort of become a conduit of God's grace when you share meals with others. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Think about it, and you know, and that's even more so if your provision is lat, la- you know, less or sure. lacking. But for most of us, it doesn't matter. It's not a matter of fancy or expensive. It's a matter of we're sharing God's grace and provision in our life. Don't mm. who. Who wants to miss that? I don't want to miss yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: You know, uh, I, one thing too for our family, um, and I know you guys got a couple more, but I was thinking too, just it's been a really helpful time as we have mealtimes to figure out the, the values of our kids and what they desire for a family. Like our oldest loves laughing. And we notice that, <laughs> that when there's a time, he craves the family laughing together. Like that's a love language time. So being able to actually in those situations, like our table is screwy and it's, uh, there's always a mess. Our kid's stage of life, there's always milk spilt, but it is such a fun time. I mean, you're just creating these memories of like, yeah, we got gouges and stuff now on the table, but, but we laugh a lot as well. You know, we celebrate, because we're free people because of what exactly. Christ has done. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. That,
2: that should really be what the dinner table is about too. It's like, you know, I mean, yes, things happen and you have to clean up spills or whatever, but the table should really be a time of grace and a yeah. time of like just celebrating God's goodness, like you were saying, and and really enjoying each other. Um, and it should yeah. be setting the the stage for how you can come together as a family, yeah. you know, on a regular basis. So, and and your kids, you know, um, once they've ex- started to experience some of that grace and, like, they will be the ones, like, asking you, like, yeah, are we going to do it again that, tonight? Yeah, yeah exactly. So Amen. Um,
0: I think, too, our dinners are, uh, like, a daily chance to reconnect with God. Yeah. Hmm. Right? Think it's about together. how many days we can go without, like, did you even think about God today? Did you pray at all? Yeah, like sure. Did you listen and speak to your, like omnipotent, sovereign, loving, perfect father, you know, mm. like, uh, forgot to, you know, right? Like, yeah. well, you get to, you don't have to, but you, well, my goodness, we get to, right? Yep. And so that mealtime and even the simple act of praying together, you know, um, our dinner times offer up natural rhythms, I think for prayer together. Mm. And they're also a prime opportunity to teach your kids about God yep. and about his story. So the simple act of praying, holding hands, praying, Moving that around, yep. you know, so the kids learn how to pray and like verbalize their gratefulness and, hmm. and need and all that. We also, when we coach, we teach people how to start using the story of God at like one special meal a week.
1: Oh, that's where cool. It's almost
0: like a Seder, and yeah. it, it's the story of God for kids, which we'll give people links to coming up here in a minute. Yep. But yeah, so you're having a meal, it's kind of a special meal, and maybe you You open up with a prayer and your favorite thing and high lows or something, and then you do the story of God and then just a few questions that go with it. Sure, and then you could sprinkle that throughout the week. Like you know, you're tucking the kids in. It's like, what was, what was the best part of that story today, or what Mm -hmm. do you wonder about, you know, in that story of. You know Noah and the Ark. Like, well, yeah. give him go? some stuff to think yeah, about. and all that. So, you, but you're baking it right in, and there's prayer. But it's not this weird thing. Like, okay, kids, we're starting to do family devotions again. You know, yeah. Yeah. Dad's a pastor. We have to. You know, it's like, oh, hey, <laughs> right. you know, yeah. It's built in. It's baked right into the natural rhythms of your life. This connection with God and the Word. Sure. Oh, it's so it's good. beautiful. Yeah, it's so good. Who don't want to miss that? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, not no. at all.
2: Now our three-year-olds. Uh, Grandson Patton, he he really has gotten into this whole thing of prayer, and he he requires yeah. that everybody holds hands, and then when we get done, <clears> it's all say, his thi- like he's it's he, his yeah, he jam, says, man. We're uh-huh. gonna pray, you know, and we all hold hands, and then we get done. He says, "Amen," and it's "Amen, Amen, Amen." and You have to clap three times, and then "Hallelujah" with crazy jazz hands. <laughs> yeah, and don't forget the crazy jazz hands. He learned you know, this. Like, he
0: learned this in school. You yeah, know, in preschool. like yeah. preschool, Christian oh, preschool. <laughs> but he loves it, and he wants to also assign who prays. Oh, cool. But he'll pray. yeah, And then he prays at bedtime and it's like, he's, you know, asking God to, you know, save this person, help this person, bless this person, sure. whatever. It's very, three, oh, right? That's not, cool. How, to what degree does he understand it? See, it's introduced. It's normal. It wasn't yeah. like, well, after you got spanked, we prayed, you know, Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly. not a bad time either. But, you know, <laughs> but, but it's a daily connection, right? Sure. I love that. Meals too are, um, oh, such a beautiful built-in way to include others into your family rhythms. Mm-hmm. You know, we talk a lot about treating people like family, not like guests. Yeah. And like, like when you have people over, but they can't touch anything and like, you don't need to bring anything. and like, no, 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 just leave that. I'll clean that later. And I'll do all the work. You know, you're treating them like a guest. They never quite cross that divide and become a family, but sitting down at a meal and letting people bring things, Hmm. that's a huge connection. And like in team K, like it's what we call our family, right? Uh, It became this coveted thing to get invited over to one of our family dinner nights. Wow. Like even even a special night and it's like, it's just team K tonight, but like. Every once in a while, people from the community or our kids' friends would sneak into that or our sure. kids would say, hey, could so-and-so join us? Yeah. Like, they're having a rough week. Their parents are fighting a lot right now. I think they might be getting Coming divorced. And could they come? They just need some grace. They need to be hugged and good loved on and have a good time and some laughter, like you're saying. So- what a way to include others in your family rhythms! Oh, totally right. And
2: it's really important when you have those people over, the, like you said, that you don't change those family rhythms. Yeah. That you just include them as though it's absolutely normal and natural for them to be part of your family. Yep. And um, and that because that really um, I, helps them to cross the divide, like Caesar yeah. was saying, from guest to family. You exactly. know. And, yeah. By
0: letting them be included in everything, all the traditions, all the mess, all the cleaning up, all that, right? Preparation. Yeah. You know, so I would ask people like who in your life or in your kid's life, if you have kids, may be waiting or dying hmm. for an invitation to a simple but profound meal with you and your family right now. Yeah. I guarantee you in every family, in every neighborhood, there are people who are home alone all the time yeah. or they are they just have estranged lives. They're separated, even though they might be rooming with their spouse or their kids, Sure. and they are dying for a place at the table, a place of grace and joy. It, it is the most powerful discipleship tool we have. Yeah, that table. <laughs>
1: I'm not joking, man. Well, it's so, f- it's so strange how different that is from typical evangelism, because this, w- this sort of stuff like would never make like the evangelism, you know, m- meeting minutes on how to evangelize better, but rather than passing out tracts and preaching some sort of,
0: you know, good news story to them, just.
1: You have people over for a meal,
0: but to do this, you have to give of yourself a little bit. Absolutely, you, right? Oh yeah. And you know, and this 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 life of of having these kind of meals as a family is like that model. And we'll talk a little bit more about this, but it's a model for how we then get to include others yeah. and how we get to treat people like a family. Yeah. So if you're if you're all freaked about that and don't like having people over, there's a good chance that you're not loving your own family dinner night. So let's get to work on some of that, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's good. And, 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 you know, and I kind of mentioned it a little bit in passing, but if, if you've been trying to figure out like, how do I, am I really discipling my family and, and my kids and are my wife and I really intentional about it? And like, we got this one book and they didn't want to read it and all, you know, family <laughs> sure. dinner nights, the easiest and most effective way to really intentionalize discipleship within your family. Yeah. It really is. And, and it's, right. it's a time where you go after the heart, not actions. Mm. Right. And, 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 and we'll give you a bunch of practical stuff on how to get going. So, yeah. yeah.
1: Okay, so I'm curious about that. What would you guys say were some practical steps or maybe even tips that you two can give us for getting started so that uh, we really can make our family dinner nights amazing and part of a legacy that we pass on to our kids and... They can pass on to their kids and we yeah. can invite
0: our community into. You got our, some tips we'll, for us? We'll give you seven. That's a nice little biblical number. Okay? <laughs> okay.
2: Okay. So the first one would be to pick one to three nights per week and stick to it. Now, in a perfect world, I would love to see this to be seven nights a week, but sure. let's let's just we all know that's not gonna happen. Breach too far. But <laughs> if you could just if you reached for seven, you might make it to like three or four nights yeah. a week, you know. So But to um, the start,
0: like pick one. Yeah. Or th- two or three nights where you're gonna really sit down and have a special time
2: together. Yeah. Mm. And and this is what like when our kids were teenagers when they were growing up dinner was unshakable and unbreakable. They could they they had to be home for dinner time. They could bring anybody they wanted, but they had to be home for dinner time. As they got to be teenagers and there were sports and jobs sure. and other things. things we finally just had to pick a night of the week and say this is the night. I don't care you don't work this night. There's no team games that mm. this night this night you're home for dinner. And I was really shocked at how little pushback I got from my yeah. kids. Huh. They valued it so much. Yeah. And it wasn't
0: a big deal for them to make that No, time. Yeah. Calendar now, that stuff. Like anything yeah. that's important in our life, it's on the calendar, right? Yeah. If you have a family calendar up on the wall, that keeps track of like doctor's appointments and soccer practice and, you know, band, all that stuff or whatever, or it's how you track your homeschooling or whatever. Like put, you know, family dinner night on the calendar. Yeah. So that everybody knows it, and there's an anticipation. and You can look forward to it, hmm. right? So we've introduced this to so many families, Heath, that said, "I don't know. You know, I'm not sure how it's going to go, and everything." And it's like the easiest thing they've ever done. Like our kids, really? they're losing their mind. They don't want to skip it. You know, That's they cool. want to do the story of God. They really, you know, it's all that, they're into it, right? Yeah. Here's the second one. Okay. Um, take turns picking that special meal, right? Okay. Mom, mom picks a meal. Dad picks a meal. Each of the kids gets to pick. So as you go, let's just say you're doing it once a week. Okay. That's you know to start. Right. Sure. And it's like Tuesday nights, Tuesday nights, our family dinner night. All right. Okay. Who's whose day is it to pick? You know, whose week is it to pick? And they get to pick what we eat. Recently, hmm. someone said, well, my six-year-old's picking and we're just getting started. So I can almost guarantee it's going to be like really bad pizza. <laughs> you <know>? He said, <laughs> but he's so excited about it that he got to pick. Right. Yeah. So whatever you're doing, like move that around so that what you see, what you're modeling is preference. Mm -hmm. It's like showing preference to one another. Like, Hey, that's not my favorite thing. You know what though? But your week's next week and we'll eat whatever you want. That's fun. And, and no one gets to complain and we're going to, you know, enjoy it and we're going to try some new things and you just, you move it around and that's going to get real buy-in. Right. Yeah. Sure. Ownership of that. Right.
1: Absolutely.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and make sure that um, you make the pregame a warm up for dinner. Like everybody has a role to play. Mm-hmm. I, it's really important to get the kids in there and helping, like, set the table helping cook yep. the meal. Like seriously, they're I mean, my three-year-old cooks with me all the time. And yep. he, I'm talking, he's up there and he's like stirring pans. I'll yeah. send you, know? you the videos. I should yeah. post it on. Yeah. You should put that up there. Yeah. He even really loves to make popcorn with me. That's, that's <laughs> a big deal right now, but there's no, you know, there are so many things that they can help with. And when we all do it together, their kids are so much more invested yep. when they have helped cook and helped set it up and uh, I have some of my most special memories are, are things where, you know, we've done meals and the kids have helped and they were so proud of what they made and, and it's really changed. And
0: doing that, like when you start inviting others in and yeah. you're giving them stuff to do yeah. and they have a little role in it, boom, right away, they feel like part of things. There's yeah. more ownership, right? So.
1: And sometimes it. it's the small things too. Like for our little four-year-old, I had to make up a chore the other day where I'm like, you're, <laughs> all you're going to do is take the washcloth and wipe down the table when everything's gone. It's no, I mean, a four-year-old yeah. can do it. But yeah. there's a buy-in there, right? Where yep. every night now it's like, kids, everyone else has cleaned the table. I'm just going to wipe it down. Is it done well? No. Is But you know what? She yeah. feels like she's part of, you know.
0: And you put the same value and gratefulness on all of it. So if yeah. they're chopping up something because they're older or they're wiping down the table or they're putting forks and knives out, yep. you know, and it's all crooked and it doesn't even matter, you're just as grateful for all of it because yeah. right. we're all pulling together, right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And- well, I, I I don't want to do the same thing. That's okay. Next week, when you pick, so you can make up your own rules like this. Well, whoever picks mm-hmm. gets to help with the you know with the entree part, or gets yeah. to set the table, or doesn't have to set the table, or, or whatever yeah, you exactly. know. Or if you pick, that's the week you don't have to clean up. Sure, you know, or something. You you build in what you want and what you find fun yeah. that mm-hmm. gets buy in, it gets excitement level. Like, yeah, exactly. Right? And, and you'll see. I'm telling you, it'll work. All right. Yeah. Um. Here's another one. Number four. Agree that these family dinner nights. Are our, our, um, these times together will not be about problem solving hmm. or discipline. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, too often, and, and it's too easy to get sucked into this. Like, well, we hadn't, we don't really sit and eat very much. So when we do, we're always going over, like, did you get your homework done? And, Family
1: agenda for the yeah, next exactly. month. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: like, how come you didn't clean your room? And like, you know, you, yeah. wait till your father gets home. It's like, well, dad's home now. So you're sitting at the table and dad's having to deal with all this or, you know, mom yeah. is or whatever, like, nope. On that special night, that or in, by the way, we we keep saying family dinner night. It could be family dinner breakfast, or yeah, it could be sure. a lunch on the weekend French that you're, Lundish, yeah, yeah, right. But for the sake of this, we'll say on that special night, you're not solving problems and you're not uh, you're not doling out discipline. Yep. And I've had people say, yeah, but what if what what if crazy stuff happens at the table? Address it. Address it with grace and love. Yeah. And if it needs discipline, say, well, after the meal, I'd like to talk to you more about that. Sure. And then move back to grace. Yep. Right, because God's not about sin management. He's sure. already dealt with all of our sin. It's all been forgiven. Yep, it's all been put away. As far as the east is from the west, He doesn't remember it. He's chosen not to. We can actually do the same thing one night a week. Yeah, <laughs> you Easy. know, yeah. right? You get to. Or if it's just so grievous. Yeah. You know, like you shouldn't sit, you shouldn't have poked your sister in the eye with that knife, you know? Mm-hmm. Then you might have to address it, right? Then maybe you get up and you leave the table, you talk yeah. about it, you pray, you hug it out, you come back, you know? But the table is a table of grace, mm. okay? That's, that's so that's key. That's so good.
2: Yeah, and I think that's not just once a week. I think anytime you're at the table, yeah. I feel like that it should be a table of grace. It should yeah. be a safe place. And, and because otherwise, kids aren't even going to want to, you know... Share anything if, yeah. if they don't feel like they have the, you know, that it's okay to, yep, that they'll get graced. So that thing right yep.
0: there is probably the biggest reason why our kids loved and still love as adults. And their kids love dinner time hmm. and they love bringing their friends to it. So they know spot. it's this Maybe. bubble of grace yeah. that we're going to help participate, create, guard. Yeah. Invite everyone into yeah. beautiful. Yeah, there's you know, there's it's, it's plenty of other time for problem solving and discipline. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So make that family dinner night that. Okay, here's number five.
2: Okay. So go after the heart. Like with the high lows and buffaloes, all that stuff. <laughs> you you really want to get behind the thing behind the thing. What was mm. it about getting a good grade on that test that made you so happy? Or what was it about uh, you know, the boy making fun of you at school that made you so, so sad. Much, yeah. You know, like what made it hurt? This is an opportunity to to gospel their heart to to get to the thing behind the thing, so that they that um, you really get to um, have the opportunity to redeem that, whether it was a bad thing or a good thing, to yep. redeem it and really celebrate it in uh, the best way.
0: And so. so you may be, you know, we say, well, don't talk about problems, but they might they might bring up, you know, I had a test today and I think I did really, really poorly, poorly. How hmm. do you feel about that? Not like, well, could, did you study? Did you, you know, you're going after behavioral modification, but you're going after the heart. So yep. there again, just like making this a place and a time of grace, going after the heart versus the actions and how we can improve everything in life, or do it in quicker next time, or you know, Absolutely. all those things that we kind of fall into behavioral modification mode, yep. transactional mode. No, go after the heart with everything. Like, start thinking through that lens, and you'll be surprised how much you learn about each other, yep. how much you'll start to bear with and be on the same side as each other. Yep. Right. Going forward, hey, well, I want to pray about that for you. That's awesome. You know, Absolutely. or I, I understand that hurt. Let's just pray, and I want to remind you. Of, of how how loved you are, we love you. God loves you so much, and hmm. you know, right? You get to, you get yeah. to. Yeah. Number six, um, and we kind of already people are probably picking up on this. Create an atmosphere of fun and celebration and discovery and laugh a lot. Yeah. Like above all, right? Grace Crack and up, laughter yeah. and celebration. And you think about. Jesus first miracles, uh, at a wedding feast, it's three days in, he's making hundreds of gallons of wine. Yeah. They're having fun. That's yeah, a party, right? Yeah. He's showing yeah. something about the kingdom. The kingdom's breaking in yeah. what, what you've thought about God. If you don't understand celebration, that's his heart. You're missing it. Make this an atmosphere of fun and celebration.
2: Amen. That's
0: going to want, that's going to keep your kids wanting to engage it and them wanting to invite other people and other people trying to figure out their way in. Yeah. yeah.
2: And I think celebration is is probably one thing that most people don't do that well. Like, yeah. we'll celebrate, you know, birthdays and anniversaries, but we forget to to like. There's stuff to celebrate every single every day. day. And when you live in a in a uh, with an attitude of celebration of always looking to celebrate something, yep. you're also looking and and understanding God's grace and provision and yeah. like and that's huge because it opens your eyes to such a bigger God and a bigger gospel. Instead of your
0: kids only hearing about what like sucked at work today. Yeah. What if you talk about what went great or where someone was awesome awesome, and then you want to celebrate that. And how could we celebrate that together? Or how might we bless that person or someone in the neighborhood where you're going, I noticed so-and-so's back, you know, how could we bless them as a family? Mm. Let's think about that. That's great. You know, I know families that set aside in their family budget, like a blessing budget, Hmm. and then they discuss and pray about it at their family dinner night. Who you wanna bless this week? That's cool. And some of them I've seen where they go, whoever's week it is to pick the family dinner night, yeah. they kind of get the they get like the deciding vote on how who we're gonna bless and how. That's that cool. Yeah. How beautiful. I love that, I love yeah. that. How beautiful. That's I wish great. we'd have thought of that when our kids were little, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now they all have their own heads. And here's, here's number seven. This will be the last tip we'll give, and people can just pray and get creative on their own with this, but start your meal with prayer, and you know what, end with prayer. Hmm. Like most people open up and we thank God for the food and it's kind of like rote. Sure, right? But end with prayer too and kind of rehearse all that grace and celebration yeah. and funny stuff. Yep. Like let your kids see that you get to talk to dad about all of it. Yeah. Right? And invite them to to do that. As Absolutely. Well. Like make them pray once in a while. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and Absolutely. it doesn't
2: have to be some like big really formal like just talk to God like he's sitting at the table with you, you know? I mean Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, one thing that I'll just throw in a, a Hollinsby tip that I just found after six months of trying to figure out why our dinners felt so chaotic, and maybe we're the odd family that hasn't figured this out, but when I hit it, it made so much sense to me. It's changed our the way we eat. Is Forks? Forks, yeah. yeah. It's a, 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 yeah. Sporks. <laughs> no, was, was we always had, you know, because we got four kids and the two of us. By the time we get all the plates served, the first kid's done eating, and we're like, why? We're out of sync all the time. And I said, stop. Yeah. What we're going to do is we're going to bring all the food to the table rather than the counter. And then no one's getting up because now we yeah. don't have, mom's not up getting milk from the fridge and then
0: down. Yeah. And that has I love it. radically changed our life. Just having it all it. at the I table. I so
2: love that. Whenever possible, that. sit
0: and say, yeah, but it just takes so much more time to have to pass everything. Yeah it's worth it. It's so otherwise worth it. you you're get up serving and serving one another beans for someone and then kid number one. Otherwise done. it's like dinner is like at a cafeteria. Yeah. No, yes. for sure. I'm so glad you brought that up, Heath. Family dinner night. It's all on the table. I don't care if you're t- well, our table's too small. You know what? Figure it out. Put a card table next to it. Yeah, Put a little exactly. TV trays on all the edges. I don't, you know, whatever. <laughs> Sit down, pass stuff, take yeah. your time, prefer one another. Yep. You know? Like let kids know, hey. This is a two hour meal. So like no rush to get out of here. Yeah, we're not going anywhere. We're all going to help anyway. At the end, it's going to go real fast. It's all great. So one thing you mentioned a little earlier is um,
1: that some folks might be interested in incorporating the story of God for kids into their special family dinner nights. And I'm kind of curious if you could tell us a bit more about
0: how that might work. Yeah. Real quick, real quick. We're kind of running along here. Mm-hmm. Good surprise. <laughs> but you can get the story of God for kids. Um, I'll give you the link for it in the show notes and all that. But what it is, is it's a series of narratives and it's, it mirrors ones that we do in community called the story form way. We do it with adults in you know, our missional communities. Right. Yeah. But what it is, is it's like 25, 26 little short narratives chronologically that go through scripture. And um, then it's connected to dialogue. So each of the narratives are like two, three, four minutes, like max. Yeah. And then there's a handful of questions to ask mm. and the story you got for kids, they're, they're a little bit age appropriate, right? It's it, so good. Too. And as a parent, yeah. you'll need to do a little, you know, like, Hey, I have to like explain that question or like that one's not even, my kids aren't even close to answering that. And you don't have to go through it like a curriculum. You might tell the story yep. and then ask the kids some like wondering questions. What do, what do you wonder about in that story? Yep. What was weird to you or like really cool in that well, story? Out, yeah. And then it maybe ask one or two questions mm. and then the next night come back and revisit it. Like, Hey, who could tell the story from last night? Oh, that's and cool. And the kids are like they're bold. They're like, yeah. "I'll try," and then they'll blow your mind how close they get. And then you like, "Well, what, let's fill in anything he missed, right?" Yeah. And then you ask the next couple questions, right? And so you kind of spread out through through the week. And then when you're tucking the kids in, you can say, "You know, I really liked your answer. Like, yeah. I was I had a follow up question for you. You know, and you, you yeah. talk to him that way. Now you're spreading your devotions, quote unquote, or yeah, right into it the works whole so night. Well. And and then, you know, maybe like in the story of God for kids too, there's a little like memory verse connected to each story. It's kind of like a half a verse, you know, yeah. it's like a little thought and you could work on that then at the table yeah. throughout the rest of the week or bedtime. Like, how you doing? You know, and yeah. then celebrate the heck out of that when they learn, they learn and they lock that little bit of scripture into their heads and their hearts. Right. Yeah. So that. they can get all that. Um, it'll be in the show notes, story of God. You can go to everydaydisciple.com and look under resources. You'll see story of God. They're all in there too, but awesome. it'll be in the show notes and oh, nice. uh, it's free. So.
2: Yeah, and there's also if your kids are like teenagers, you just doing the story formed way is probably you can do exactly the same thing with that. Or if you if you don't have kids and you're just inviting other adults, you can use the story formed way. So. Always a good time, <laughs> absolutely,
0: yeah. absolutely.
1: Sangria yeah. and story. All That's right, the, we better get to the, the, the
0: big three, my friend. Okay.
1: Yes, so because as always, we want to leave you with the big three takeaways from today's topic. So if nothing else, things that we don't want you to miss. And by the way, you can get a printable PDF of this week's big three as a free download by going to everydaydisciple.com forward slash big three. Again, that's everydaydisciple.com forward slash big
0: three. Caesar, Tina, what are the big three for this week? All right. So I'll just remind us, God has given us built in rhythms of life, like mm-hmm. eating meals together that are a perfect opportunity for discipleship as a family and with others. Take full advantage of this reality and start to engage your meal times with new eyes and new perspective. Don't let the routine of busyness or just being lazy keep you from creating lasting memories and a legacy that you can pass on to your kids and others.
1: Hmm.
0: Like, don't miss it. Yeah, <laughs> okay? it's really important. Number two, celebration and your family life is important to God. Hmm. Like He loves when we celebrate around Him, and yeah. it's we create environments of grace because He graces us. The way that we interact and love one another is one of the strongest pictures of the gospel and of the father's love for his children that we've been given. And it's also a perfect way, a beautiful picture, a way to begin to share God's love and what life is like in his family with others. Mm, You think about the kingdom of God breaking in on earth as it is in heaven. And we have these mealtimes that are full of fun and grace and generosity. And hope, yeah. and we're inviting people into that. That's inviting them into the kingdom, yeah. man. Right? Absolutely. Oh, it's so big. And then number three, um, start by picking one meal a week, okay? Just to get started. Like, okay. like Teen was saying, it'd be great if we did do this every night, right? Seven but, yeah.
2: nights. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but start by picking one yeah. meal that you can bring greater intentionality to. Mm. Agree that these times will not be about problem solving or discipline. right? Okay. Remember that. Go after the heart and a deeper relational connection. That's your goal there. Make sure everyone has a role and participates in the preparation and in the mealtime and the cleaning up. And have lots and lots of fun and laughter. Just make it super fun, okay? Make these special dinner nights a time where grace is the watchword for all that you do and experience together. And you're going to love it. I promise you. it's so good. You really, really will. Okay. And before you go, would you just stop for a second and subscribe to the podcast? I'd really appreciate that. That way you won't miss an episode. We've got so much coming. You're not going to want to miss that. Please join us again next week and we'll hopefully continue to help make discipleship and mission a whole lot easier for you. It's great doing this together. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for joining us today. For more information
1: on this show and to get loads of free discipleship resources, visit everydaydisciple.com. And remember... You really can live with the spiritual freedom and relational peace that Jesus promised every day.